0: Hey, what's up guys? Michael Pullman here, and this is The M Word, a podcast where I sit down and talk to people about their lives, their journeys, their careers, their passions, and their challenges. If you want to find out more, go to anchor.fm forward slash Michael Pullman podcast. That's anchor.fm forward slash Michael Pullman podcast. If you want to support what we do here, Pretty simple. Just uh, just hit that subscribe button on whatever service you are listening th- to this on. Whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever. Just subscribe and tell your friends to have a listen as well. Today on the show, we have Daryl Mitchell, Black Caps all rounder, all round good dude. Actually, is stopping by to have a talk about his. Career in cricket and life and the challenges, the journey, the the, the being son of a, of an all black coach, you know, all of that sort of stuff. We're going to have a chat to Dell and uh, see see how he's doing in these in these very challenging times. This will be the sixteenth episode of. The podcast. So, thank you to everyone who has listened, and I hope you enjoy this chat with uh, the, the Black Caps. Well, yeah, Black Caps, all rounder, batsman, all round, awesome dude, as I said. So, enough from me. Let's cue the intro and get into it. You're listening to the m word. Dale Mitchell, come out. Daryl Mitchell. How's it going, my friend?
1: Hey, how are you? Yeah. All good here. How are you?
0: Yeah, not too bad, man. It's, it's weird times. Um, are, you, are you keeping safe?
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, stuck to our little bubble. We're quite lucky here. You know, Obviously, my wife and a little girl, so we're just, uh, yeah, spending some time with each other, which is quite nice. And, yeah, hopefully these next two weeks go a bit quicker than the first two.
0: Oh, it's been a massive adjustment period for all of us, man. For you, like, yeah, it is the off-season and all that. And, and But, like, you probably aren't used to being at home as much as you are right now, even, even then, right?
1: Yeah, no, we, obviously with our job, we do spend a lot of time away from home with New Zealand and then also even with Northern Districts that we've got home games that are technically away games from Hamilton. So, um, yeah, I guess we're used to a fair bit of time on the road, and it's yeah, it's quite cool. Uh, as, as sad as uh, what, what's going on around us in the world, it's quite cool to actually spend a, a few weeks at home. And um, yeah, for me, got a little sixteen-month-old girl, so to be able to spend some time and see her grow up at the moment is pretty cool.
0: Definitely. So, as I do with all the guests on the show, um, I sort of like to let you guys, you know, be the message about who you are. So yeah, just just tell people, man, um, if they don't know anything about about you and about what you do
1: just tell them who you are then yeah obviously um by definition I'm a, I'm a professional cricketer uh by job um based in northern districts uh luckily lucky enough in the last couple of years to have played for new zealand as well which is was obviously a dream come true uh but away from cricket and and sport i guess you know i'm a husband to a, a lovely wife and we've got a little girl who yeah as i said 16 months old so uh that keeps me uh pretty pretty uh, sane and level headed um, come home from from work and you know you, you've got to look after the family so uh yeah for me it's um, that's a big part of of who I am is yeah, trying to yeah, be the best I can for those two really
0: now how long have you been in in Hamilton because I remember when I came on the scene for juno work in 2014 there were, there were people saying like this Dale mitchell kid is from from, from Australia he used to live over there is that right?
1: Yeah, so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Kiwi through and through. I was born in New Zealand. Um, obviously, with dad's job, we, we've moved around all over the world uh, following him through his thing. So, um, yeah, I spent, what was it four and a half years in England when I was really little? Uh, then came back to New Zealand, did uh, most of primary and intermediate school. Um, and then I did one year at St. Paul's here in the Waikato. And then uh, the rest of high school I did over in Perth in Australia. Um, and then a couple of years of uni and Lucky enough, the ND offered me a contract to come back and, yeah, I jumped at the chance at about, I think I was 19 at the time.
0: So that was what, what brought you back to, to New Zealand, the the contract to play pro cricket over here.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always been my dream to, to have played for New Zealand. Um, even when I was over there, I used to give the Aussies stick, so my mates, so, uh, yeah, when I, I, I got a chance to come over and trial, uh, I think it was under-23s tournament, um, and I was lucky enough to, to score a few runs, and yeah, got offered a contract for that next year in Northern Districts, which yeah, very grateful for. Yeah,
0: you know, when you're going through the, the school system, I mean, the, the thing that I is, is common with every athlete I talk to is they, you know, they're sports mad, and it's not just what they what they play as a profession. So, like, when you were going through through school, like, was it always cricket, or did you play like rugby or soccer or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I, I love all sports, to be fair. Um, I get in trouble at home because I'm always trying to get Sky Sport on and yeah. get the channel changed. So I'm happy to watch whatever. So yeah, growing up, uh, played up, living, having lived in England when we were real little, I loved Man United. So I uh, played soccer uh, all through sort of primary, a little bit of intermediate with cricket. And then um, through high school, played rugby the whole way through. Um, and yeah, I I, I do love, I love my rugby. Um, probably even at high school at times, I probably would have thought I might have gone more the rugby way but um, yeah luckily enough all things sort of played out the way they did and, and cricket was, was yeah my choice
0: So how did it, how did all this come about like with we'll start with ND I mean they 19 years of old, of age rather um, just out of high school you, you know I guess you'd be playing a lot of the sport prior to that Um what what was sort of N expectation from you at that young age?
1: Um, yeah, I guess it was uh your first professional contract. So I moved moved over in the start of September. Um I moved in with my grandparents, which was good fun. Yeah. Um I think I ate all their food in their pantry, which drove them crazy. But um yeah, and uh first I, I to be honest with you, I didn't really know what I was what I was in for. Um you sort of prepare yourself for the a life of playing cricket as a job I guess Um, and until you really get stuck into the day-to-day nitty-gritty of it you don't really know what's happening so uh, that first year was just a big learning curve Um, I only played a handful of games maybe I think it was two first class games and maybe five or six one days for ND at that time Uh, but that sort of that yeah probably not playing a hell of a lot made me go right the next winter I've got to work my ass off to try and and, and be ready to go for that next summer because I want to play more cricket for ND. Um, and that was sort of the first year, it was just watching guys like James Marshall, Scott Styrus, uh, Joey Ovich, Graham Aldridge, all those guys, sort of, the way they prepared and how they went about things and try and sort of, yeah, mould that into my own style.
0: What were your expectations coming in, um, you know, that, that first year? You said there was a, a big learning curve and I was talking... To Anton about this the other, the other day what were some of the expectations that you had like what what did you think was going to happen coming into that um, environment
1: if I'm gonna be honest I, I actually don't think you really know um, I mean everyone dreams of playing for New Zealand but it, it looks so far away I mean you you watch these guys play on TV um, and you're like how cool would that be but for me it was I just wanted to play one game for ND um, and then you get a taste of that and you're like right I want I want to play all the on, but cement my spot and play all the time and then you know, obviously if that lucky enough to do that then it's like right i'm actually one of the better ones on the domestic team here maybe i could push for a new yeah you know, like it, it sort of just evolves i think as it goes on uh but yeah as a 19 year old i was sort of i was just happy to get my first nd baggy, really if i'm gonna be honest with you
0: well some of the big the big lessons that you learned particularly in in that first year i mean is it is it about like fitness is it about the mental side i, I mean what were the biggest challenges for you?
1: I think it was probably again as an involvement over a say a, a three year period. That first, but um, first uh, eighteen months, I, I was like I actually had quite a good start. Um, I was lucky enough to score a few runs, and then I think as teams work you out because you're the newbie that you know the first year you always have a good one, and then the second year they work you out. and They're like, oh, okay, this, and that's probably when you're like, right, well, I actually need to adapt my game, um, and I was. Yeah, at times was probably a little bit stubborn and, and didn't want to, and you learn lessons along the way of failures and, and how teams are trying to bowl at you about it. Uh, yeah, the other way around, and um, for me that was a big part of my learning curve. Was right, I need to constantly keep trying to evolve my game so that they, um, yeah, aren't one up on me. And I think I'd say most new players probably do go through that in the first 18 to 24 month period.
0: Very interesting that you say that, because for full disclosure. Um, the first Super Smash I did Yeah, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, And, you know, I remember watching you And I was saying to people, like Let's do that in 2020 Cricketer He's a four-day Cricketer, why are they selecting him? At that early age In your, that, that time in your Career Were you Like, still working out Your your game, so to speak?
1: Oh, definitely oh, Yeah, definitely, okay yeah. I was like 2013 for I would have been uh, 22 years old. Um, I'd probably just been on a New Zealand A tour that winter before. And I think that for me was a big learning curve. And the fact that I knew I was close to playing maybe higher honours, it's almost tried a little bit too hard for those next few years. And you worry about your own performance as opposed to just doing your job for the team. And I think that was a really big learning curve for me over that period was, right, actually, don't worry about what you're trying to do on a personal point of view. That'll take care of itself if you just do your job and keep trying to win. Um, so that was something that probably over that little period was was really challenging, but I think that's now made me the person and, and player
0: I am, I, I guess, in a way. Because because you're playing so many different <clears throat> forms of the game, I imagine it would be, I mean, four-day cricket is, and let's just talk about batting. I mean, four-day is uh, so much different in how you, you go about things than you would in the in a 2020 match. I mean, the transitioning in between the forms, was that a real a real challenge for you?
1: I think it's something you're constantly learning. Um, again, yeah, it, it, four-day cricket batting is so different to T20. Yeah, you obviously still have your same principles, technically or mentally, that probably exists over all three formats. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely certain things that you've got to tweak and, and change uh, into each format. And yeah we're, you're always learning as a 20 year old what i know now at 28 compared to say what i'm going to know at 35 36 um it's going to keep changing so uh yeah there's definitely certain things that i've learnt over that period of time that i'll do to help speed up that transition of different formats um but yeah it's again it, it, just like the game's constantly changing uh, i'm trying to learn new ways to yeah adapt as well
0: mm, definitely um so i mean we i talked I talked to a lot of people about this I mean the the you have to go up fast I, I mean especially in the in the sports world and you know every everybody's looking at you, Juners like us are writing stuff, asking questions, some of them are great questions, some of them are are downright shit questions but uh, I mean, what are the pressures in if you could sort of explain to people like what are the pressures that that you personally face you know back then and, and even now
1: um yeah to be honest with you I'd say a lot of us probably don't try and uh read a lot of the the media press at times because it can uh, obviously take control over how you are thinking uh but for me it's it's always just taking it back to why do we play the game of cricket why do you love the game of cricket just like I do you know as a, as a kid it's when you walk out on the weekend it, as a 18 year old you're just trying to hit the ball as hard as you can you're trying to bowl as quick as you can because you love it mm-hmm. um and i think at times we get caught up with this is our job this is uh, professional sport you should be able to do this under pressure when uh realistically we're all human we all make mistakes as long as we are learning from those mistakes i think yeah. is, is important but um yeah deep down we play the game because we love it and i know personally that like. That's what drives me every day to get better. Is because I'm very lucky to do this for a living. So, yeah, you try and not make as much pressure on yourself as you can. Um, there's obviously times where you see spots on the line, or, or it's a crucial situation for the team that you want to win. But, in the big scheme of life, it's, it's really not door door or die. I mean, there's obviously at the moment the situation yes. we're in. There's a lot more important things than than a game of cricket. So, uh, yeah, you got to put it in perspective and and understand that yeah, we are playing this because we do love it, just like you're reporting on it, because you love the game as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you mentioned um, a few names earlier. And, and, you know, working under guys like Scott Starris, for example, I mean, that would be just a a big help for somebody very young because you can, uh, you know, it's not so much about the conversations. It's probably just about what you see day to day, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Playing, learning off of those guys. You know, the Marshalls were another big part. Uh, Graham Aldridge, who's now a bowling coach at ND, he he's a massive part of of my development personally. And yeah, learn, playing with those guys uh, was was very very influential, I'd say, at a young age. And um, probably not so much the the training and the actual game side, but being able to go into their room after a day's play and sit there and have a have a cup of tea with Joey Ovich or G and and just that's when you learn stuff Do You know what I mean? like it's that and uh yeah when it's not formal you're just sort of discussing stuff and i find that was those are big moments in your career where you actually learn a hell of a lot uh compared to say at a training because everyone's worrying about their own thing at that stage
0: no i mean if i i didn't ask this question i would get people you know having to go at me for it daryl mitchell obviously son of of john mitchell um What was that like growing up? Um, I mean, I would imagine. I mean, yep, the press maybe wasn't quite as intrusive back then as they are now, but I mean, what's it it like growing up having a dad, a famous father, you know, particularly in in the rugby space? Is that hard?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I had this question a couple of times now over the the old career, and yeah, again, for me, it was just normal. Like um, I'd wake up, Dad would go to he'd go to work. It just happened that he'd go off to rugby training as opposed to um, going to the office or, or whatever other people do. But um, yeah, it obviously had its challenges at times. Say around that two thousand and three period when they they lost that semi final the World Cup. Um, yeah, there's people taking photos over your fences and and you rock up in the media and there's all sorts of stuff uh, being printed all over the papers, which isn't fun, but. I think that probably in a way has helped me uh, with my own personal, professional career now. Um, I've seen the mistakes that that Dad has done and and he's open and he he helps me through all of what he's done and I think that's probably helped me in many ways. But uh, yeah, it it was pretty cool being able to go to All Blacks trainings and and catch a ball kicked by Dan Carter or you're in an elevator and Ma Noni's there. That stuff as a 13, 12-year-old is pretty, pretty cool. But yeah, for me, it was just... That's what my life was. Every four years we moved to another country and we followed his job. Um, so that's probably meant that me and my sister are pretty tight because we're been yeah. stuck in the same house with each other for periods of time. But um, yeah, for me, it was that was just our life. That's just, it's what I was brought up with. Um, and it's just, just how we dealt with it, really.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, you, you're you a cricketer now, you know, you're not really involved, like, yeah, you do a wee bit of work with the WIU, but, you know, you, you're you not really known for rugby now, and I think that's great. Um, really, I had Peter McGrathian on the show earlier in the year, late last year, something like that, um, and we talked about his debut, and I, I really wanted to get your story, I mean, and, and what debut, and particularly your test debut, because I was there covering that match. Um, I, I mean, just walk me through that week, bro. I mean, like, yeah, I'll let you you take it away, man. Like, what was it like?
1: Yeah, uh, to be honest, I, I look back now, and I, I still I still pinch myself that it actually happened. Um, yeah, I probably didn't really see it coming in many ways um obviously i played earlier on in the summer uh with the t20 stuff but um yeah to get that phone call uh saying can you get up to hamilton uh you have a massive chance of playing in the test match in a couple of days time i was like this is right stuff's getting real here now so uh yeah quickly we were playing down in christchurch actually with nd for one day so flew back up and um yeah it was, yeah looking back it all happened pretty quickly uh Two day out training day out training got yeah got named in the in the 11 which uh pretty special to be able to, to do that at my hometown in hamilton and have you know my mum uh, my grandparents have probably watched have watched me since i was five years old every single game since um and then obviously my wife and my daughter were there so uh it's pretty special seeing the national anthem and i was kind of hoping we'd bowl first so that we could uh i could just get out in the field and sort of get calm and, and relax but we happen to be batting first so uh, yeah, to get out there and, and score a few runs and do a, do a job for the team was the most important thing. And yeah, even now I go into my spare room and there's my, my baggie sitting up on the wall. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty special, and I, I'd say it will be for the rest of my life.
0: Taking place in Hamilton too, probably the, the perfect the perfect place for you to play that game. Um, so I was sitting there working, watching you go out to bat that first time. It was like oh shit man this is quite quite emotional i don't know why and all the nd members were you know just so happy i mean what goes through your mindset and, and, um, a lot of athletes say oh look i just do what I, I did every other day but like what what goes through your head when you're walking out there to to back in your first yeah, it's, yeah
1: that first one's pretty um yeah, you, you you got goosebumps. You know, you cross the boundary and you hear, you know, debutant captain number two seven six, and you're like, fourth this is this is pretty real now." So you, I think cricket, we're probably lucky in the fact that we've got from the rope to the pitch to sort of mm. calm ourselves down, and we, we've got a, I've got a little routine that I try and do pretty much is just trying to calm the heart rate down and and refocus on on what the job was. Uh, but yeah, I'd say the first ten balls or so. Um, I kind of can't really remember it now. It was just such a, a blur. I'd say my heart rate was probably at 200. Was, and then to, I played one really loose shot. And I remember looking back, I was like, oh, I've got lucky there. But that was just nerves. Um, and then, yeah, once you get your first run, it sort of goes back to just batting like it is in the backyard or, uh, you know, in a, in a normal game. So, um, yeah, that, that first time when you walk out, though, is, is pretty special and something that, yeah, yeah, I can still feel what it's like now, if that makes sense.
0: Is it so yeah, it's fascinating actually. Is it something that you that you were thinking about? Because I mean, like you're right, you've got a few a few seconds walking from the boundary to the to the to the, the block there, but, but I mean, like you were saying you have this routine where you do whatever you have to do, but in the back of your mind is it like, Oh yeah, but I'm I'm now doing this for New Zealand.
1: Um, It is before you cross that line and then for me once, I've done it so many times in terms of that routine that when I walk out to bat that once I sort of start it, you flick into that mode of right, I'm here to bat, you know, there's certain things and it just sort of gets you going. I'd say golfers probably go through the same Mm -hmm. thing, rugby boys, however they do it. But um, yeah, obviously there's that build up before it and when you hear, the test that that was that was my moment i was walking out, i was like oh right this is yep. this is awesome here uh but then after that it's sort of you got a job to do um and for me it was yeah try and stick around with bj for as long as we can and, and get us to a score
0: probably the yeah i mean you, you didn't do too badly on your debut either man i mean like Having having you mentioned Bj, um, having him out there with you—I mean, with all the amount of times you've played with him—that must have been so calming as well.
1: Yeah, I think it was probably a perfect storm in many ways to be at seven uh, to walk out um, and have Bj there. Uh, it's yeah, I think it made things a lot easier personally. Um, and yeah, I have spent many a winter watching Bj fly around the track, hundred meters ahead of me, trying to chase after him. So. I know how hard that bloke works, and yeah, to be able to walk out and have my first bat in Test cricket with him was was pretty cool. And he obviously understands; he knows how annoying I can be at times, so he, he calmed me down and and kept me yeah pretty chilled, which I'm very grateful for.
0: And yeah, I mean, that five days that went by in a flash. Um, so I guess you know, obviously, you're more than than just a sportsman. I mean, like, what do you what, what do you do outside of of the game? I mean, I know you play about the PlayStation and that, but I mean, what, well, yeah, tell us about yeah, what Yeah, I was,
1: I was lucky enough, um, pretty much before I got my contract with ND, I was already two years into a sports science degree over in Perth. Um, so I was lucky I've, I got that done within the first year of having my contract. Uh, so I had that to fall back on uh, post if cricket doesn't work. And um, now I'm... I'm d- you could call it an internship kind of with Waikato rugby uh in the strength and conditioning part uh so my mentor there Tim Hurst who's who's the boss man there he's, he's been awesome for me he um understands the cricket that it's not it's a 12 month job and we we come in we I come in and out and but he he's really helped me um yeah understand how firstly sports science and strength and conditioning works but then also in a different sport which has been really cool for me to see how rugby has adapted professionally and how they yeah, go about their training on a day-to-day basis. So um, for me, that's something that I'm sort of planning post cricket uh, to try and so for me, trying to build up as much experience as I can while playing rugby. And also it's it's something that interests me and it, it keeps me sort of, you know, when I'm stuck in a hotel in the middle of nowhere, wherever we're playing, I can sort of take my mind off things and, and keep trying to learn in that sense.
0: Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, I guess that that's quite sport orientated too, you know. Like coming, like Anton, everyone I talk to actually talks about like that mental. That you have to be able to switch off, you know, from, yeah. from what you're doing, um, and and a lot of athletes struggle with that. Man, I mean, how 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 do you go about like just getting away from from all? You know, obviously, your yeah, dad. Uh,
1: a bit easier yeah now for me yeah my little girls um a big part of that uh i come home whether i've scored 100 or a duck she still runs up and gives you a kiss and a cuddle so uh, for me that's that's something in the last couple of years has, has really changed my life um just to be able to get away and, and you it puts everything in perspective uh but before that to be honest, it's probably something that i think a lot of sportsmen struggle with is, is trying to find ways outlets to get away uh for me i love just you know, Sitting there playing some PlayStation, dominating the, on FIFA, or or sitting there watching some Netflix and just completely chilling out is my other other way. Because when you're training, it's so full on. It's quite nice to come home and and chill and do nothing. So I'm not I'm not a golfer. A lot of the boys play golf, but I can't hit it straight. So uh, yeah, it's too frustrating for me. But um, yeah, for me now, it's just family time. Really spending as much time as I can with the wife and daughter, and um, yeah, keeping them happy, I guess. Yeah.
0: I mean, part of me, I mean, yeah, we have COVID now, so nobody's playing cricket, but, you know, part of me was sort of quite surprised that that you went over in England, man. I mean, like, some of the the best test cricketers, and and I forever believe that you are a test cricketer more than any other form. (laughs) Um, I mean, is there plans, like, do you want to go and do a, a county season at some point?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, Obviously, I haven't had the chance yet because of only just playing test cricket this summer Uh, with visas and all that. You have to have played some form of test cricket or there's so many white ball games you have to have played for New Zealand. So um, now that I've I've qualified for that, um, it's definitely something that in the next few years we're keen on. Um, It probably would have been, if if I could have done this winter, it would have been a short little stint because with the Black Caps, there's tours uh, to Europe in June. Then there was West Indies in uh, July and then Bangladesh in August. So it probably would have made it quite difficult um, if, if selection, obviously, uh, being on all those. So, um, yeah, it's something that is different. I'd love to play county cricket. I've got a lot of good mates who do play over in that. And hopefully in the next few years, I'll, I'll get a chance. But, uh, yeah, for me personally, it's now sort of preparing for whatever's next. Hopefully that T20 World Cup is going to go ahead in October and, and that's a, a massive goal for both me personally and I guess for our team.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'd be a real shame if that didn't go ahead. But um yeah, man, absolutely fantastic. Um so I, I guess like people that because what I find being, being in the media side is that um athletes such as yourself are human, you know, and and yep, this is your job. Do, do you, like, you mentioned earlier, this is such a long-winded question, I apologise, but you mentioned earlier about not reading the, the press, especially when you're playing. Um, I mean, do you, because, like, we can sit here on a podcast and, and be a bit more open, you know, there's not a media manager standing over me, you know, don't ask that question. Um, is it, like, is it tough working with the media because I mean I was sitting there when in your test debut and we, we knew we were gonna to talk to you and I'm like, what questions do I ask this guy? He's just had his debut and he has to come and sit in front of all of us. I mean, is is that difficult? It must be really daunting. Um yeah, I guess in a way, as long as as long as
1: the media does understand that we are human and that we are trying our best, then I think Um, yeah, I don't think it's that daunting at all because realistically you're just talking about how you're feeling at the time. Um, Yeah, I I think the media plays a massive role in in helping the sport grow and, and, you know, keeping it in the public's eyes, which I think is massively important. Um, But yeah, I think as long as, you know, just like we understand that you guys are human as well and you've got to, that's your job and this is our job. um, We're just trying to do the best we can and um, the nature of sport is that it's not always going to go your way, uh, but if you prepare and and give yourself the best chance to, then hopefully you're going to succeed more often than not. And that's you know that's really at the end of the day that's what sports about. You're not going to can't all be the All Blacks and we can't win ninety percent of the time, but we're going to give it a, a hell of a hell of a shot at doing it. If that makes sense.
0: Who's your ask uh, just a few quick fire questions? Um, who in in New Zealand domestic? Who, who are the best teams to play against? Uh,
1: to play against. They're, they're all so different. Um, they all bring their... Yeah, that's actually a hard question to answer because they are all so different um, and they evolve each year. I mean, CD, we've had many a battle with uh, in the white ball formats over the last few years. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, they're always a tough challenge. Um, Wellington, you know, they, they're going all right at the moment. They've lost Gene Patel, which is a massive loss for them. I think he, he's done a hell of a job for that, that side over a long period of time. Um, uh, Auckland have their own challenges playing at Eden Park, number two with tiny boundaries. Um, Canterbury, my wife's from Canterbury, so I always love beating them so I can come home and and give it to her. Um, and then yeah, Targo, uh, they're always they gritty. They work hard for every every run, and it's always a good fight down in Dunas. So and it's cold, which <laughs> oh, it's tough work yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I so,
0: can yeah. imagine. Yeah, I can imagine actually. Um, you play a few, fair few international teams as well. I mean, I'm guessing England was probably right up there with with the ones you remember the most.
1: Yeah, England's cool because obviously, uh, yeah, we 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 do spend a lot of time with them. You know, we get overseas pros a lot of time from England. We have Chris Jordan, who you know played Super Smash with for two years, and, and the suddenly I'm facing him in international was was pretty cool. Uh, but you know, I haven't played. I've played India twice now and they're probably the best in the world, really, realistically. I mean, Vrat Coley's he's, he's a pretty special player. Uh, Boomer he cleaned out my poles in one of those T20s and yeah, it was pretty quick. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're the ones. That's the reason you play international cricket is to play against the best in the world and challenge yourself. So, yeah, no, they, to play those those two sides in particular has been pretty special.
0: Did you did you get a chance just on India? Did, did you get any opportunity to have a, a yarn with Vera?
1: Yeah, no, we we do stay in the same hotels most of the time. Um, so, and a lot of the other boys have played IPL with a lot of the guys. So, um, yeah, you do get a chance to have a chat to them. And yeah, they're all they're all the same. They're all down to earth, nice guys. At the end of the day,
0: mm, awesome. So, for you, I, I mean, you, obviously cricket is, is your, your thing. I, I mean, what's what's next for you? Is it just uh, continue to you know obviously play for New Zealand and then D or I mean where do you sort of see yourself in five years
1: yeah I I guess for me I'm 28 at the moment um cricket we're lucky we can probably play till mid to late 30s ideally uh so hopefully yeah if I can um from a personal point of view cement my spot in that New Zealand uh, New Zealand side where the uh, you know, obviously T20s with the World Cup coming around and, and test cricket, um, hopefully get another crack in the future. But yeah, for me, it's it's just doing a job for whatever team I'm playing for at that time. Um, and again, that stuff will take care of itself if I'm just trying to find ways to win cricket for, for my team. So uh, yeah, personally, it's just enjoying it, working my ass off and, and what will be will be, if that makes sense.
0: Final question for me. I've I've seen it on Instagram. And I, what what's going on with these leather boxes? I, I I haven't followed it really, but what the you going around delivering stuff? What's going on?
1: So yeah, so Northern <laughs> Districts have come up with quite a cool initiative. That uh, obviously with us being a lockdown, we're allowed to go for our daily exercise around the streets. And um, yeah, the teddy bear hunt's been massive for kids, seeing teddies out throughout the windows. So we then thought, well, why not? why don't we make a cricket game where different colour letterboxes mean different scores and as you walk along the street, you add up your 100 your letter boxes on your street and, and whoever can get the top score. Um, so I think it's pretty cool just to keep A, kids engaged in cricket and, and B, it, it keeps the parents uh, a little bit more sane because their kids aren't driving them up the wall for the rest of the lockdown.
0: Oh, Darrell, thank you so much for your time, man. Awesome chat, bro. Thanks for, thanks for being here.
1: Man, no worries. Thanks for having me.
0: So that was Daryl Mitchell there on the podcast. Really awesome chat. Uh, thank you for to him for his time. Really, I enjoyed that actually. I really enjoy like asking people, as you probably heard in that <laughs> in, in that podcast. You know about their their mindsets. You know, and, and what sort of how they get through what they do, and and you know everything that involves. So. So yeah, thank you for listening to that, guys. I appreciate it. Um, and as I said, if you want to support what we do here, you can just subscribe uh, on whatever service you are listening to this on. Tell your friends about it. You know, um, if you think if you think it's worth a listen, say say to your mate. You know, hey, or your mum, or your sister, or your dad, or whatever. Um, hey, here's a guy you should. Here's a podcast you should you should listen to. And if you get something out of it. Um, that that's awesome, and also, probably the best thing you can do, um, if you know of anybody, whether that be a sportsman, whether that be a media personality, whether that be an average Joe from down the street, you know, who, who you think would be a really interesting chat on the podcast, please let me know about it, and get us connected, because I'm really interested in hearing people's stories so enough uh from me for today i hope you enjoyed that and uh yeah stay safe out there and we'll see you in the next podcast thank you very much for listening cheers